You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now, one of the first things a speaker must do when they step up on a stage is look at the time, because time is an important thing. You get only so much of it, and you have to start on time, you got to finish on time. And at Asbury, but in America as well, the culture is very time-oriented. It honors time, and it orients itself around that. And it's a beautiful thing. And having a different culture like that, that honors time, reveals something interesting about God and who He is, as well as embracing different cultures and languages at Hughes and in the stage, is showing off different aspects of who God is. Now, my home culture isn't exactly so time conscious. I grew up 18 years of my life in Kampala, Uganda. And for those of you who are geographically challenged, that's in East Africa. And if you still don't know where that is, I I don't have anything for you. But the culture there is much more about relationships. And one of the things that shows it so well is meals and the culture that happens around mealtimes in particularly. It's a time in which you can sit down, embrace the people around you, in which you fellowship, you get to know each other. It's not about going from one point to the other and just jamming it in there as fast as you possibly can. No, it's about taking the time and the space to invest in one another, and it's okay if you go to someone's house or you go to a restaurant and it takes 30, 40 minutes for the food to come, because that's not the priority. The priority isn't for it to come fast and us to be out of there, but us to enjoy the time in which we get to spend together. Now, these are two different cultures and two different opinions, but both of them actually highlight God in different ways, and really interesting ways. So America, with a time-oriented, organized, structure society it is, highlights the God who created the universe, the God who put everything into place, who created the stars, the moon. He created us, every last particle in which we are, the God who gave the Israelites, the plans for the tabernacle and the temple, the God who gave the blueprints to Noah for the ark. That's the God that is highlighted and exemplified in American culture that honors time. And with Uganda, what it highlights is the relational aspect of who God is. God is a relational being. He created us to be in relationship with Him, but also He created us to be in relationship with with others. And that culture of Uganda that emphasizes those relationships highlights that aspect and that area of who God is. And that's why it's so important to have chapels like these in which we represent these different areas because we're representing different areas of who God is. And we're glorifying and we're speaking in to who God is in those ways. But with those differences in today's society, in today's times, We really like to highlight differences and split them apart. As one of my teammates said 
we live in a time in which everybody is angry at one another. And it just seems like if I have an opinion and I disagree with Dr. Brown on it, we can't see eye to eye. It's either a heated conflict or we have to not talk about it. We can't step into those differences. We can't step in to those relationships unless we're talking about something in which we both agree upon. But Christ, Christianity, and the church has something more to offer, something different to offer. And I think it's summarized pretty well, and we're going to be reading 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20. So if you want to pull out your Bibles, which I know are in front of you, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'll be reading. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If there were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And this is the beautiful thing that the author is trying to portray about the church. The church and the body of believers can be one. It's unified in Christ. And we can embrace those differences differences of opinion, differences of culture, language, and we don't have to cast them aside. We don't have to say they're not valid or worthy. No, it's saying we have the freedom to express and to step into those. Because just as a hand is just as important as a foot, just as important is another culture as the culture around Asbury. All cultures are important. They're important for God they glorify God, and they show different aspects of who God is. And if we look again at verse 18, but in fact, God placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God created us all different, and he put us in different places, in different cultural contexts, different societies, different places, to be something different. God doesn't ask us to all be the same, God doesn't ask us to show a form of Christianity that it looks like here at Asbury. He doesn't ask us to be particularly like Christianity in Uganda. He doesn't ask us to be exactly like Christians in Spain. No, God accept a, accepts us to look and to show who He is differently. God is not a God of one place or people. In the Old Testament, he revealed himself to the Israelites, and those were his chosen people. He chose a particular people in which to speak into and which to reveal himself. But Jesus set a new precedent in which all are welcome at the table. All are welcome into the gift of salvation in which he brings. It's not about being an Israelite anymore. It's about 
just being a follower of Christ. And that's something that's so beautiful. And if we want to look at it like a cup or like a bottle and think about an ocean, you can only fill so much of the ocean in this bottle. And you can only see so much of who God is if you limit yourself to just the perspective in which you first knew, the perspective in which you were raised, the culture in which you were raised. Because there's so much out there in which different cultures show and display different aspects of who God is, that if we step into those, step into chapels like these, in which we're showing that, and which we're glorifying that aspect, then we're stepping into something much bigger. We're stepping in to a God who's much bigger than we think He is and something so important. I'm not saying that cultures or people are flawless. I'm not. Every culture, every people, every person has flaws. They're sinful. That's why we need Christ Jesus. But also what I'm not saying is that one culture is better than another. Because in that passage, you see all the points, all the parts of the body are important and where they should be. All cultures, contexts, where people are from, those are all important and a part of who the church is. And if we limit ourselves to only seeing one point, one perspective, we're limiting ourselves to a smaller form of Christianity than there really is. We're not showing and displaying what the church is, and we're not displaying the power of Christ and that He has because we're limiting ourselves to one particular thing. And that's why chapels like these, conferences like Embrace, we had Great Commission Congress in which the flags are still up. Those are so important because we're representing and we're showing to all the people who are not exactly like here in America. They're not exactly like the culture. It's different to them. We're showing them that it matters and it's acceptable and it's great that you're different. It's great that you show a different perspective of what the church is and what Christianity looks like. And saying that is so important because we're not just a church here or a group of believers here, but Christianity spreads the whole globe. And Christ and God is a God for the whole globe, for every people. So God reveals Himself through culture. And if we embrace this by stepping into relationships with people who are not like us, having more chapels like these, having conferences like Embrace, we're stepping in to the bigger picture. We're stepping into a unity in Christ. And we're stepping to, into Christianity as a unified global church. And I'll pray and I invite the band to come up here. God, we thank you um, for this day. We thank you for opportunities in which people can feel loved, represented, and shown. We pray that Asbury does not um, feel like they've fully accomplished, but that we continue to have more and more uh, programs and facilities in which people can feel welcomed, they can feel accepted as the unified body of Christ. We thank you so much for everything that you've done for us and in us. You truly are amazing. Thank you very much. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Shall we pray? God, make my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Let Kyle decrease and you increase. God, you be glorified. Let these thine people be edified. The devil, let him be terrified. In the marvelous and matchless and moving name of Jesus the Christ, I do pray. Amen. Protocol having been established, Ethan, I have preached on many stages, but this morning you have made me unsure. <laughs> the word declares in Luke chapter 9, commencing at verse 49 and concluding at verse 50. John replied, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name. And we tried to stop him because he does not follow along with us. But Jesus told him, do not stop him. For he who is not against you is for you. I want to talk from the subject, check yourself. Check yourself. I wrestled with speaking from this text because this is a tragic little story. John did not know this man and he was offended because this guy was doing what they were doing, performing a powerful work and bringing honor to Jesus. Yet, because this man was not a part of them, John wanted to stop him. In the text, Jesus sees the danger of a chauvinistic spirit. And Jesus gives us some encouraging words of unity. So let me paraphrase. Jesus responds to John and says, Wait a minute. Hold up, bro. Don't do that, man. Check yourself. He is not against us. He is with us. John, just because he hasn't had the same experience, just because he hasn't followed us, just because he has not come out of the same tradition nor worship the same way we do, John, he is not our enemy. Just because he's not a part of the majority but a minority does not mean his walk, his worship, and his relationship is insignificant. So, John, don't you dare superioritize and elevate your relationship, your tradition, your cultural activities, your worship, your training, and your experiences over his. Just because he may worship differently, come to the table with a different perspective, or may have a different form or methodology, check yourself, man, because anybody that uplifts my name in his true and unadulterated form is for me. 
whether you do that in English or Spanish, Chinese or Japanese, whether you sit quietly in worship or you run around chapel in excitement, whether you're Methodist or Baptist, independent or Pentecostal, whether you're local across the states or global, we are in this together. We are not against one another. Don't judge or ridicule others in comparison to you. Check yourself. Ask Barry, God wants us to display a spirit of cooperation, not competition. When we are motivated by competition, the quality of our efforts is diminished. If only we could understand the power of a cooperative spirit, we can multiply our influence. So often pride manifests itself. The attitude is if we don't do it, then it must not be important. Can I tell you a secret? Please, I beg you, don't tell anyone. Jesus is not about building prideful little cliques. Jesus wants to build groups of welcoming disciples who are thankful for all despite background, tradition, culture, who are all about building the kingdom of God. Secondly, as very God wants us to display a spirit of celebration, not criticism. We should rejoice with each other because of our allegiance to Christ. So Asbury, in a room full of different cultures, styles, and preferences, we should celebrate and embrace each other, not criticize. Create that opportunity for you to see and understand beyond what is normal for you. Are you harsh with people who don't believe or act exactly like you? Do you have the tendency to think you are superior to others who believe differently than you? Do you seek to understand and be understood? While recognizing many differences that exist, we should stress what we hold in common, not what separates us. And what we hold in common is Jesus. Asbury, check yourself. A father had four sons. He gave them a small bundle of sticks and asked them to break the bundle into two. Each boy tried to break the sticks. But the sticks remained intact. The father smiled and gave each brother one stick. In no time, the sticks were bent and broken. The father said, a single stick is easily broken. If multiple sticks come together, it is impossible to break them. Thank you.
از به دوست